Section 25 of Slave Narratives A Folk History of Slavery in the United States From Interviews with Former Slaves Volume 11 North Carolina Narratives Part 1 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Jerome Ware Slave Narratives A Folk History of Slavery in the United States From Interviews with Former Slaves Volume 11 North Carolina Narratives Part 1 By Various Section 25 Andrew Boone Age 90 years Wake County, North Carolina, Harris Farm I've been living in these backer barns 15 years. I built this little shelter to cook under. They cut me off the WPA because they said I was too old to work. They told us old folks we need not put down our walking sticks to get work because they just won't go on to put us on. Well, I had some tomatoes cooked without any grease for my breakfast. I had a loaf of bread yesterday, but I ate it. I ain't got any check from the old age pension, and I have nothing to eat, and I'm hungry. Just looks to God. I sat down by the road, thinking about how to turn and what to do to get a meal. When you come along, I thank you for this dime. I guess God made you give it to me. I was glad to take you down to my living place to give you my story. This shelter, an old tobacco barn, is better than no home at all. I is a man to myself, and I enjoy living out here if I could get enough to eat. Well, the big show is coming to town. It's the devil's work. Yes, sir, it's the devil's work. Why, them show folks can make snakes and make them crawl, too. There was one in Watson Field in the edge of Raleigh not long ago, and he made snakes and made them crawl, too. All shows is the devil's work. I never done anything for myself in all my life. I always worked for the rebels. I stuck right to them. Didn't have no sense for doing that, I guess. One time, a rebel saw a Yankee with one eye, one leg, and one arm. The Yankee was begging. The rebel went up to him and gave him a quarter. Then he backed off and just stood a-looking at the Yankee. Presently, he went back and gave him another quarter, then another. Then he said, You take this whole dollar. You was the first Yankee I ever seed, trimmed up just to my notion. So take all this. Just take the whole dollar. You is trimmed up to my notion. I belonged to Billy Boone in slavery time. He was a preacher. He lived on and owned a plantation in Northampton County. The plantation was near Woodland. The nearest river to the place was Roanoke. My old missus name was Nancy. When old master died, I stayed around with first one, then another of the chillins, 
because Master told me just before he died for me to stay with any of them I wanted to stay with. All them old people done dead and gone on. Niggers had to go through thick and thin in slavery time, with rough rations most of the time, with just enough clothing to make out with. Our houses were built of logs and covered with slabs. They was rived out of blocks of trees, about three to six, and eight feet in length. The chimneys was built of sticks and mud. Then a coat of clay mud dabbed over them. The cracks in the slave houses was dabbed with mud, too. We worked from sun to sun. If we had a fire in cold weather where we was working, Master or the overseer would come and put it out. We ate frozen meat and bread many times in cold weather. After the day's work in the fields was over, we had a task of picking the seed from the cotton till we had two ounces of lint or spin two ounces of cotton on a spinning wheel. I spun cotton on a spinning wheel. That's the way people got clothes in slavery time. I can't read and write, but they learned us to count. They learned us to count this way. Ought is an ought, and a figure is a figure. All for the white man and nothing for the nigger. Hain't you heard? People count that way. They sold slaves just like people sell horses now. I saw a lot of slaves sold on the auction block. They would strip them stark naked. A nigger scarred up or welled and welted up was considered a bad nigger and did not bring much. If his body was not scarred, he brought a good price. I saw a lot of slaves whooped and I was whooped myself. They whooped me with the cat of nine tails. It had nine lashes on it. Some of the slaves was whooped with a cabin paddle. They had 40 holes in them, and when you was buckled to a barrel, they hit your naked flesh with the paddle, and everywhere there was a hole in the paddle, it drawed a blister. When the whipping with the paddle was over, they took a cat on nine tails and busted the blisters. By this time, the blood sometimes would be running down their heels. Then the next thing was a wash in salt water strong enough to hold up an egg. Slaves was punished that way for running away in sitch. If you was out without a pass, they would sure get you. The paddle rollers sure looked after you. They would come to the house at night to see who was there. If you was out of place, they would wear you out. Sam Joyner, a slave, belonged to Master. He was running from the paddle rollers, and he fell in an old well. The patterol went after Master. Master told him to get old Sam out and whoop him just as much as they wanted to. They got him out of the well, and he was all wet and muddy. Sam began taking off his shoes, and then he took off his pants and got in his shirt tail. Master, he say, what you taking off your clothes for, Sam? Sam, he say, Master, you know you all can't whoop this nigger right over these wet clothes. Then Sam lit out. He run so fast he nearly flew. The patrollers got on their horses and run him, but they could not catch him. He got away. Master got Sam's clothes and carried him to the house. 
Sam slipped up next morning, put his clothes on, and Master said no more about it. I was a great big boy when the Yankees come through. I was driving a two-mule team and doing other work on the farm. I drove a two-horse wagon when they carried slaves to market. I went to a lot of different places. My master was a preacher, Billy Boone. He sold and bought niggers. He had 50 or more. He worked the ground with the niggers in two squads. My father was named Isham Boone, and my mother was Sarah Boone. Master Boone whooped the carbon paddle and the cat nine tails and used the salt bath, and that was enough. Plenty besides him whooped that way. Master had one son named Solomon and two girls, Elsie and Alice. My mother had four children, three boys and one girl. The boys were named Sam, Walter, and Andrew. That's me. And the girl was Cherry. My father had several children because he had several women besides mother. Molly and Lila Lassiter, two sisters, were also his women. These women was given to him and no other man was allowed to have anything to do with him. Molly and Lila both had chillings by him. Their names was Jim, Molly, Lisa, Rosa, Pete, and I can't remember no more of them. The Yankees took just what they wanted and nothing stopped them because the surrender had come. Before the surrender, the slave owners began to scatter the slaves about from place to place to keep the Yankees from getting them. If the Yankees took a place, the slaves nearby was moved to a place further off. All I'd done was for the rebels. I was with them, and I'd just done what I was told. I was afraid of the Yankees, because the rebels had told us that the Yankees would kill us. They told us that the Yankees would bore holes in our shoulders and work us to carts. They told us we would be treated a lot worser than they was treating us. Well, the Yankees got here, but they treated us fine. Then a story went round and round that the master would have to give the slaves a mule and a year's provision and some land, about 40 acres. But that was not so. They never did give us anything. When the war ended and we was told we was free, we stayed on with Master, because we had nothing and nowhere to go. We moved from farm to farm. Mother died and father married Maria Edwards after the surrender. He did not live with any of his other slave wives that I knows of. I have worked as a hand on the farm most of the time since the surrender and Daddy worked most of the time as a hand, but he had gardens and patches most everywhere he worked. I worked in New York City for 15 years with Crawford and Banhay in the show business. I advertised for him. I dressed in a white suit, white shirt, and a white straw hat, and wore tan shoes. I had to be a pretty boy. I had to have my shoes shine twice a day, I lived at 18 Manila Lane, New York City. It is between McDougal Street and 6th Avenue. I married Clara Taylor in New York City. We had two children. The oldest one lives in New York. The other died and is buried in Raleigh. 
In slavery time, they kept you down, and you had to work. Now I can't work, and I am still down. Not allowed to work and still down. It's all hard. Slavery and freedom. Both bad when you can't eat. The old bees make the honeycomb. The young bee makes the honey. Niggers make the cotton and corn and the white folks get the money. This was the case in slavery time, and it's the case now. The nigger do most the hard work on the farms now, and the white folks still get the money that the nigger's labor makes. End of section 25 Read by Jerome Ware, San Diego July 19, 2022